Celtics Reddit Podcast, Ben Vallis here. Thank you for joining us. Game three, a complete and utter disaster, complete with the nearly comeback that the pre-January Celtics have stung us with so many times. Joining us to talk all about it, Jackson, aka Rickman Lives. Jackson, how you doing, sir? Hello, mate. How you doing? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, not not well. <laughs> Today was an, an absolute disaster. Um, I mean, let's just get into it as a means of mm. getting out of it um, to kick <laughs> us off here. And this will be a short podcast because this is painful to discuss, hopefully somewhat therapeutic to those listening. That's always our aim, our goal. Jackson, what exactly went wrong in this one? How is it that the Celtics can come out of that awesome game two victory and then just shit the bed here so hard in game three? <sighs> um, this is a weird one. This is a weird one because there's- it's a hard could, question. Yeah. The, you can look at stats on both sides of the coin here. There's there's a mountain of stats that suggest that we should have won. And if you, if you, if you think about it in a vacuum, you look at the free throw disparity. You look at the fact that, you know, we, we only were outscored in one quarter. You look at the fact that Jalen Brown had a career high, a career playoff high uh, in scoring. And if you told me that, you know, we were down 26 at one stage and then got it back to a one point possession in the fourth- well, all that just says, of course, we're going to win. But then you have a look at the turnovers. The first quarter, you know, pretty much almost identical to that of game um, quarter, the third quarter in game one. Yep. And then I think ultimately, though, if you're going to like nail me down on like why it went wrong, it, it was Tatum. Tatum yeah. was garbage tonight. He was just he was just straight up garbage and and like you know you can have bad games like you had a you know funnily enough he had a really bad game i think against milwaukee uh game three he only had 10 points but this was like a different kind he only shot the ball like four times in the second half so mm-hmm. i think i think if you look at the the factors th- that i mentioned earlier i think they more or less cancel each other out but the tatum stuff i think is unforgivable and i think that's ultimately why this didn't go the way we we hoped it would well, yeah, and like the, he's the leader of the team, uh, mm. so there's this cascade down effect, right? Where it, it seemed to everyone in a, in some way, in one way or another, seemed to have their feet in mud this whole game. And there was, yeah, the turnovers. Just to to get those numbers out very quickly, twenty three to eight, obviously in favor of the Heat. The Heat had thirty three points off turnovers. The Celtics had nine points off turnovers. Um, Dan Greenberg had a really interesting tweet, which I. Had here somewhere, um, here it is, the Celtics, they shot better, uh, 48 uh, and 37% from three versus 46% and 33% from three than the Heat. They made uh, more threes, 12 versus 11. They made 11 more free throws. They had 10 more rebounds. They tied and assist, but when you turn it over 24 times, none of that matters. Incredibly frustrating, uh, which is very true and very <laughs> painful to realize. I've seen way too many tweets, way too many posts about how the Celtics have won all the quarters in this series. Like, that yeah. matters. Like, you've got to win the fucking game, man. And they, you know, it's it, because of two really bad quarters so far in this series, um, that just hasn't come to fruition. Uh, another quick tweet here. This time from Quick Smith. Uh, Quick Smith. Keith <laughs> Smith. 
says, I just rewatched all 24 Celtics turnovers, Keith. I, I don't oh, know why you would do why? that to yourself, yeah. but uh, props <laughs> to you, I guess. Respect the hustle. Five were on passes where the Heat defender who stole the ball didn't have to move. Pass was thrown directly to them. Seven were on live ball dribbles, and that's only half of the giveaways. Um, and yeah, of course, that 39 to 18 um, first quarter there. Yeah, the Tatum game. Like, I suppose we should... Like, that's probably the most important thing, I guess, to, to pick apart from all of this yeah. um, because he is, in a lot of ways, responsible for everyone else being bad. Was it... Like, I'm just trying to figure out what was so bad about his game. Was it a, like, I'm not... I'm, I'm checked out thing? Was it I'm um, tired? Was it we're so confident coming out of game two that we, we can feel like we can half-ass it a little bit? Like, what, what was wrong with Tatum? Jay Spoons and I were on the playback room earlier, and if you're not you haven't got involved in that, you must because it's it's, it's a great deal of fun, even in games yeah. like this, even in losses. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, but he said, I, I can't remember the exact context of which we were of the discussion that we're having. It was obviously about Tatum's, you know, horror performance. But we arrived at the, at the this conclusion of Tatum always has a bounce back. You know, he, he's he's done enough this season and throughout his career, but especially these playoffs, to earn the confidence, at least that I've got in him, that he's going to bounce back. I'm quite certain the next game is going to be gangbusters. I'm pretty sure of that. And that's what the great ones do. But the great yeah. ones also don't have these stinkers with such, like, regularity. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it, it's strange because... If, the game three that he had, no, sorry, game four against the Bucks last series. This is following the game three where he had 10 points. He had 30, but a lot of that I think you'll find was in the second half or at least the fourth quarter. Like they were clutch buckets. So on one hand, you think to yourself, all he has to do is make a couple of extra buckets in the fourth quarter. We squeeze a win out and then it becomes, this is what the great ones do. Even when they perform terribly, they still get it done. And it's a different, it's a different, you know, angle completely. But he still has these bad first halves, like almost too, like too often. And this is, again, we're going to put it like squarely on on, on Tatum here. It's it's not fair to put it squarely on him, but, you know, he's got to be better from the start. The whole team's got to be better from the start. And, you know, he's got to take more than four shots in the second half. Like even with that injury, the injury that he had, I, I watching it live when he came back, running back out, like obviously following the smart thing, it was like, you, you're like, oh my God, here we go. This is, this is where it's going to come. But I, the more I think about it, I think he was just, he was just having a terrible game and just needed a few minutes to go and just 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 relax and and just sort of clear his mind and come out and funnily enough like i think we looked pretty good while he was off the court and when he came back on it seemed yeah. to arrest the momentum a lot so this is a bit yes. of a meandering answer to what you were you were, you were saying here ben but i just think T- tatum he's he I'm still believing it. I still think he's good enough to take us to a title, but like it, it is concerning how often he just doesn't like show up in the first half or the regularity in which these bad games occur. Yeah. You know I, I mean? um, I am a pretty, uh, what am I trying to say here? I don't usually unfollow people on Twitter. Like my threshold is pretty high for like getting frustrated and unfollowing people. When I do unfollow people on Twitter, it's when they say bench Tatum, you know, like their frustration with him yeah. gets to a point where they're like, you know, we should bench him. Like, you should never bench Tatum, right? Like, he's always going to have a positive impact. When he came back off out of the locker room from that shoulder injury or whatever it was, I was like, uh, I don't know if we need you. Like, <laughs> you know, like get some um, get some work done, get some get some healings, get some treatment, and uh, we'll see you for game four. 
And yeah, he comes back in. And who's to say what would have happened either way? But um, certainly had the best sense of momentum when he was off the floor. Mm. Um, which just goes back to the whole like, the impact that he has psychologically on the rest of the team. If he's not feeling it, if he's not like in the zone, then that cascades down to everybody, and they all play like that. Suddenly, he's off the court, and you know, again, who's to say what would have happened? But it, it seemed like we had some more momentum there. Um, there is a post somewhat related to this by Reddit user the Stoark, and they go on to say the frustration with Tatum is warranted, but let's not forget he single-handedly saved our season a week ago. Hmm. To carry on from that. While there are no excuses for this performance, he is more than capable of bouncing back and leading us to the finals. Let's have some faith in our guy and let his performance throughout the rest of the series do the talking. In game six, he hit four straight clutch shots that saved our season. Absolutely true. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason why he can't lead us to victory in game three and game four. You know, the the obvious follow-up question, which you've already answered, Jackson, is like, do you believe he can bounce back? Um, So I'll answer it myself. I agree with you. I I absolutely do think that he can um, only because we've seen it time and time again, especially this season, but also in his career, while there have been other elements that have made the Celtics underperform and be frustrating. Um, Tatum's always been pretty solid with bouncing back, and even in the regular season, he's always on this sort of upward trajectory. So I see this as an anomaly, really, rather than anything else, and um, I'd expect him to bounce back. I hope that um, Jalen Brown, just to move on from Tatum, can keep his scoring output going because, and Van Gundy was really calling this out during the game, but he was doing a really good job of sort of penetrating and getting into the paint, but unfortunately had like a million turnovers. <laughs> so yeah. didn't, even though he efficiently scored 40 points, like, yes, the shooting was efficient, but the game was inefficient overall. Um, any any yeah. thoughts on, on Jalen's game? He gets a pass for me. And like, you know, saying a guy that scores 40 points, you know, gets a pass is, is a bit ridiculous. But you're right. The, the turnovers were just were, were horrendous. I'm, I'm almost certain he had the same turnover at least four times on Victor Oladipo. And so he has the ball. He tries to go past him. Two guys come in and close the gap. And then he just, just the ball just goes off. And then they're off to the races. And, um, you know, a lot's been said about Jalen's handle. Um, it seemed to be improving. It seems to have maybe regressed back to the point where he, you know, coughs it up more than others. But you know, he, it, it's he's it's not uncommon for him just to have games where he just where he's a turnover machine. I think against I think I think the Orlando game that he ended up having fifty with or, or you know whatever his career high is. I'm pretty sure he turned the ball over a, a heaps of times in that game as well too, um, yeah. if memory serves. So. Um, yeah, cut the turnovers out. Again, like we, we do, we put it on Tatum, but really, you realistically, if you look at the entire team and you look at the, the, the turnovers that we had, you know, it, it, it kind of has to, the responsibility has to be shared. Um, so, yeah, like it, it's, 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 a, it's a shame that, you know, as his career playoff high scoring tally was sullied by what, seven turnovers did he end up having or six? Uh, Jalen, seven turnovers. Many. Tatum, yeah. six turnovers. Al, like reliable Al, three turnovers. Tice, two mm. turnovers. Smart, four turnovers. I mean, in a game where your team has a lot of turnovers, everyone has a lot of turnovers. Um, but it's really, it's actually just the starters and then Grant with turnovers and the bench came up came up pretty clean. Mm. Um, interestingly enough. All right, well, look, we're, we're going to keep moving here because really we just want to like get through this and wrap it up <laughs> because it's a fucking brutal game. <laughs> We've got a little comment here to get to. Yeah, so user Champion of the Sun 5, this is in the daily discussion thread uh, this morning, US time. They say, at this point, I'm over it. 
I was a believer and uh, it's just led to frustration. Win, lose, I don't care. I'm over it. This team doesn't deserve any mental attention, uh, which is, I don't right. know, like okay. everyone <laughs> suffers through fandom in their own way, but, you know, we're down one game in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, you know, it's a little early for that champion of the sun, but, you know, you're a Celtics fan. We love you. Jackson, did this feel like a particularly bad, like, vibes-sucking loss? Because- I'm I'm a little bit over it now, but it felt like in some ways worse than the game five loss to Milwaukee. Like it just, you know, if you looked at the the betting odds, the Celtics were more heavily favored in this game than any game in the playoffs so far, at least on the betting website that I sometimes use. Um, it just felt like such a given, and a little bit that I think fed into the way the Celtics played, but was just just more like epically disappointing to you than other recent losses. Hard disagree. Okay. I feel great. Wow. I really, I, really, I really do. Like, <laughs> Tell me everything. <laughs> wasn't ideal to lose game three No, at it home. certainly wasn't. Certainly not. <laughs> but last series, we, were, we fell behind three times mm-hmm. and won. If we go back to Miami at 2-2, then as far as I'm concerned, nothing really changes. I didn't, I, you couldn't convince me that we were going to go back to Miami 3-1 up. I, I was quite certain that Miami was gonna was gonna nick one of, was gonna nick one. It was gonna be split, and then the pivotal game. It was gonna be game five. Yeah. Okay. I think this team has battled back through so much adversity that I that I I, I can't not get off the I, I can't get abandon them now. There's just no way. What would have been of made this the massive vibe sucker if we want to if we want to go with that um is if that marcus smart injury ended up being real if that tatum injury ended up being real and if we didn't even come close to mounting a comeback let alone coming from 26 back to one point then I would be like, okay, this is this is this is bad. You know, now we're down. Now now we're we're down, guys. Like you know, for the long term, it's 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 crunch time. We've really got to perform here. I choose to be optimistic in the fact that they're both they should be healthy. Maybe there's going to be some swelling. Maybe they might miss the next game or something like that. But they came back and Marcus Smart came out of the, out of the locker room and hit a three. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and 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 that at that moment, I was convinced we were going to win. I, you couldn't convince me otherwise. And it's so it sucks more than anything that that we lost a really epic, like iconic game of him coming back out after this, this injury that looked that looked hard. It looked really really nasty. And for him to come in, and if we were able to pull that out, it would have just been remembered as like you know the 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 ankle game. It's like he's like his Paul Pierce moment without any of the the shitting yourself you know conspiracy theories. Um, so yeah, man, I still feel fine. I still honestly feel fine. We've got our guys together. We showed we showed character. We showed a lot of heart. Miami looked rattled as shit. Towards the end, there it, they, it took it took that Max Struess three to push it back up to four. A massive, massive game from Bam Adebayo, um, and Kyle Lowry had like you know that that steal right at the end and made himself sort of put him, put himself about. So like mm-hmm. it, it, as 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 bad as the loss was, I honestly we were we were right there. We really were right there. So yeah, no, I, I think we're fine. Bam Adebayo also hit like a bullshit mid range shot. Like he might have hit a couple, like one, but was one step in the three, yeah, yeah, and it just like he was heavily guarded, and it was just you know that stop would have put us in a really good position to to finally take the lead, and there are, there are a number of possessions like that, but 
you know, on the other hand, you know, in terms of what you can take away from this to feel good, the comeback itself was messy. Like it was laden with turnovers and there were so many times, and Al uh, Horford talked about this in his post-game presser, there were so many times where, like multiple times where we had the opportunity to go up and we just kept turning the ball over and yet still clawed away back to one, even though we were playing like shit. And yes, you could say a lot of that had to do with Jimmy Butler missing the second half, which we'll get to to, to wrap up this pod shortly because there are a few um, unconfirmed injury details at this point. But yeah, had him on the ropes there in, in, in some regard and um, just couldn't complete it. But to be able to really play that badly all game, like we played particularly bad in the first quarter, but we weren't. We didn't feel like we were playing really well at any point in the game and still to come back from such a deficit is uh, promising. Um, I wanna, we'll talk about uh, that Marcus Smart moment more in a second when we get to the good aspects of the Celtics game. Mm. Um, what did you see differently from the Heat in this one? Because they obviously had some adjustments. What what was different or what stood out to you? I think it just it begins and ends with Bam Adebayo. Yes, dude. Just from from the get go, he was he was at it, and when and when Tice started as well too. Like oh I, I didn't put two and two <laughs> together at the start, but I expected him to have a good game and to and to reply. And as you just saw it happen in the first few minutes, it was like, oh man, this is this is this is rough. <laughs> so I think yeah. I think the the emphasis was definitely on to get Bam out of Io um, involved more. Um, I think Kyle Lowry, as much as he's a pest, you know, he definitely can bring. Like, I, it, dude's been there. Dude's won a championship. So, he, he does have that sort of calming effect that he can bring to the team. And he, like I said, that crucial steal at the end, hit a three, uh, like a, a pull-up transition three um, yeah. early in the uh. game too. And it was just like, it, it, his presence alone, just like, if I was a Heat fan, I would have felt much better, even with Jimmy Butler being out, with him being in there, would have been fine. But yeah, to answer your question, man, it probably begins and ends with Bam Adebayo because he had, a, had an awesome game. And I think that the Heat are just that kind of team that probably operate better when they've been written off as an underdog. They're the one yeah. seed and like no one's talking about them realistically having a shot. And I think that's 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 bad, bad news because that's just going to give them fuel and that's exactly where they want to be. So... Maybe yeah. now that they're considered rivals, it's like, oh, the Heat can actually win this. It's like, no, maybe not. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's a response that I expected. I just didn't expect it to be so punishing to start with it was anyway. <laughs> punishing. It was yeah. potent and punishing. Mm. Um, yeah, Bam Adebayo and our choice of, well, not necessarily our choice of defenders, maybe defenders that got switched onto him. Tice, Jalen Brown, or so a lot of Jalen Brown possessions defending Bam Adebayo. The Heat mm. did a really good job of, of hunting Jalen there. And Adebayo is not Pascal Siakam in the bubble. It's a different beast entirely. Um, that was painful. So many painful possessions of Bam just like feasting on little matchup underlings there, which was uh, just nauseating from the Celtics fan perspective. And then, yeah, Lowry and Adebayo and sometimes other ball handlers uh, other than Lowry spamming the the Bam roll man pick and roll, mm. which um, it just seemed like we didn't have an answer for. Uh, we, we tried a few different coverages there. And particularly when Kyle Lowry was the ball handler, you know, if we if we chose to um, like drop back and, and make sure we stuck with Bam, Kyle Lowry is just so good at navigating the screen from an offensive perspective. He's pretty good mm. defensively as well. And um, determining like the shot that the coverage is going to allow him quickly and then taking it. And, you know, he lost his legs towards the end of the game and he was missing some shots that he typically makes, but he's just so good at like knowing 
the best shot that the defense allows and then taking it. And he was killing us with that along with Bam mm. all game. And then lastly, from the Heat perspective, zone defenses, uh, which are pretty you know typical for the Heat. But we didn't see a lot of it earlier in the series, and they were throwing a lot of, of zone defense at us throughout this game. And it just feels like and maybe this speaks to some lingering immaturities with our team. But it took us like a few consecutive possessions to be like, oh, zone. Oh, yeah, okay, we know how to attack a zone. And then they'd have like a possession or two of like shredding the zone and like passing the ball, moving it, getting it to like maybe Al, for example. He had a few good possessions there in the middle around the free throw line of catching the ball and either shooting it or making the extra pass and like shredding that zone. And then they would just go away from the zone and it's like we're sort of back to square one. I think if we can identify the zone more quickly and get into what we know works against it, that might benefit the Celtics. Obviously, would benefit the Celtics, but they were just too slow to sort of navigate, um, you know, the different defenses that the Heat tend to throw at you. While the Heat were really good at shuffling those defenses, so to credit to them. Um, enough about the Heat. There were a few good things that the Celtics did well in this game. Let's talk about that. We touched on the Marcus Smart return from injury. It's a shame it's going to be diminished by the loss. Hopefully, like, we win the series and we, it kind of becomes part of the, the championship DVD, Jackson. But, <laughs> like, one thing I noted, it's obviously the injury that happened. There was a combination of the ankle roll and then Lowry landing on Smart to just sort of hammer home the severity of the injury. And then, you know, we think he's gone. And, you know, Derek White, hopefully he can, like, you know, hold things up, even though he's probably on no sleep because he's just... You know, him and his wife have just had an infant um, delivered into their lives. And then you see, like, it cuts to the locker room, right? This is in the game coverage, and it's smart. He's, like, running through the hall, and you see, like, traders, like, chasing after him. And I'm like, well, hang on, are they? is he trying to, like, ill-advised run back out into the game while the trainers are like, no, like, <laughs> you're not ready. Um, but he comes back out, uh, you know, gets into the game, he hits that three, and... So, Jackson, at that point, you were convinced that that was the momentum shift needed for the Celtics to win the game? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely got caught up in, like, you know, the the heat of the moment, pardon the pun. But um, oh, I think too. I think a couple of plays after that, he had a really bad turnover, too. He just, like, threw it to Tatum in the backcourt, and he just was nowhere near him. So, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. so maybe he's not totally back yet. But, um, no, um, it, it was it was an amazing moment. Um <sighs> If Smart went down, like, even though I think I think we've our record's been okay without Smart. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I remember he sat out maybe a couple games and we've looked okay. But mm-hmm. yeah, if you if you rule him out like altogether, like that just would have been that's that's the death knell as far as I'm concerned. So to see him come back and to to be in the mental space that I was, it's like if Smart if that Smart's like you know has broken his ankle or something and that's him for the playoffs and that's like potentially career altering. You know, mm-hmm. I, I went to a very dark place. Like championship was the last thing in my mind. I was like, <laughs> oh, that, there goes that. What? How? How does next season look? Like what? Blah, 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 blah. To see him come running back out and to hit that three and then to like play, you know, pretty well after that, it really did sort of put this loss into perspective and think, okay, he we've still got Marcus. You know, he's still yeah. he's still available and he, he you can tell like you can't. This, I mean, you can definitely accuse this team of being soft at times or being like immature or or whatnot, but you can't say they don't have heart or they don't care because Marcus Smart just it absolutely embodies that. And to see him come out after, you know, taking that kind of injury and, you know, performing and to see the crowd react to it, like, it, it, it kind of gives me, it's almost giving me goosebumps now just, just thinking about it. So, yeah, yeah. again, a shame to ruin that, I like, you know, what potentially iconic moment. Um, but yeah, I think a series win would um, would would still do nicely <laughs> to yeah. to to um, yeah 
And dealing with the the mid foot sprain there as well, uh, I'm not sure if it's the same foot or if it even matters because it seems like a sprain of a different yeah. part of the foot. But um, you almost hope that it's the same foot, so it's like still got one good foot. Just, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Just, it just it keeps works. getting stronger with every like sort of knock it takes after. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's basically concrete. Uh, but speaking of wasted performances, Al Horford, twenty fourteen and three, seven to fourteen from the floor, three or five from three. Mm. Um, he was incredible. He had some really good timely corner three-point makes as well. Yeah. Um, and was just solid. Um, so I would put that down in the, the list of the things the Celtics went well. But the final thing I had in my in my notes for the good things was the comeback, like question yeah. mark, because like, was it good? Because like I said, they kind of sucked throughout the comeback. So I don't know. Like, did you, did you think it was real at any point or was there something else that stood out to you during the comeback that you thought, like, this is really good? Yeah, like, I felt the offense was definitely disappointing and, you know, streaky and, and whatnot. But, man, after that first quarter, the defense was proper. It, it was proper. Yeah. Like, I was complaining to Spoons and Joe on the on the, the stream because I think the thing that he'd scored for, like, three and a half minutes and we only managed to take the, the deficit from, like, 20 six down to like 20 and i was like this is we we need to be capitalizing on this you know because sooner or later they're just going to hit a bunch of threes it's going to be 30 and then it's going to be lights out but despite the offense and not turning up the defense appeared to be locked in like you think about like the daggers in this game it's like it's their turnovers and they're like ridiculous like timely shots the bam out of buyer one the max Struess one there was some ridiculous shit that Kyle Lowry just throws up that looks like it was an air ball and it just bounces in um yeah so there were just there were just moments like that with that that didn't bail the heat out the heat definitely deserved to win this game but like our defense really was properly locked in and it was only because it was locked in that we were able to get in a position to take him to take him out to more to nearly take him out so um the defense and Smart's health, you know, together in tandem is mm. still a massive positive. Um, and that was, you know, definitely that was that was a, a crucial piece of the comeback. But I think that bodes well for the rest of the series too. Yeah, I think that's. I can't add anything else to that as far as what the Celtics did well in this game. Like it was, I'm sure there are things that were done well, but you've got to. This is where like you need to go listen to like Corrales or someone who properly analyzes the game professionally mm. because I just. It's difficult, you know, to to have positive thoughts <laughs> after a game like that. True, but um, you know, hopefully we can have a real, you know, positive comeback and a real happy podcast after Game Four. Um, and like credit to the Heat, they were really good, especially yeah. in the first half. There's a reason, at least for half. Well, I I can't even say for half those turnovers, but for a, a lot of the turnovers in the first quarter, at least, you know, the Heat forced a lot of those and. Even if they weren't technically forced turnovers, like they were, I guess encouraged turnovers by by the Heat. Like they were, they were <laughs> really everywhere. Turnovers. Suggested, implied, <laughs> inferred. Um, like they were in still a lot of ways responsible for them, just in the way that they were hustling and and sort of um, out hustling the Celtics. Um, we've already gone way over our pre-recording agreed twenty-minute mark, Jackson. Um, game four. Where does this game rank on your must-win scale? Like, it's not quite game six bucks, but it's like it's kind of up there. You, you've got to factor in that this is the conference finals and not the conference semifinals, right? Like, where does that sit with you? Yeah, uh, it's a nine out of ten must-win. I, yeah. I wouldn't if if we did lose it. I mean, I would be compelled to sort of give up hope. Yo, I never will really <laughs> give up hope, but it would be 
it, it, I almost wouldn't watch game five. I think I would just check the scores, and if we were up, I'd be like, "Oh shit, okay, it's real." Um, yeah. But yeah, I, it's 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 absolutely crucial, honestly, because you know you win that game, and then you are back in the position where you've just got to beat Miami on the road once. Yeah, obviously exactly. we have to have to win it at home as well too. But and again, like we seem to be we seem to be better on the road than we mm-hmm. seem to be better at home. So again, I don't think it's. The position that we're in now is obviously disappointing, but it's it's. I I struggle to say fine, but you know I think we're we're okay. I'm gonna go with okay here, but yeah, if we if we don't come out with the same intensity, or if we don't try and return serve, and we fall into another you know twenty point plus hole, or even you know even if the the the, the turnovers are, are half as bad as they were today yeah it's going to be curtains so we need to see we need to see the team that we saw in game two and in game six and seven against milwaukee rather than you know this drag yeah like game sevens are their own entity where anyone can win just through some, yeah. some sort of anomalous performance or whatever it may be game fives when you're down three one are just that they game they're like basically elimination games almost a formality you know, like, so it, it suffice to say we need to win game four and go back, not only tired, but with the last hurrah at that point, right? Like some momentum where we can at least go back to Miami, play a road game, knowing that we just beat you and therefore have a chance. And worst case, we go down 3-2. Hey, at least game six is on our home court. Yeah. Um, so it's a must-win game. Probably a good place to end this, a comment from I'm King Sama. They say... No reason to stop believing in this team. The way they won the Milwaukee series and turned the season around has earned that trust. And they're also clearly the most talented team. Sure. Uh, I mean, it's true, <laughs> but I just feel... Anyway, I won't... Not, not on today's running, evidence. No, we're running we out of time. It. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the big picture, the series is only one to two, and we walked away from that game with no serious injuries, we hope. Um, at the same time, fans have every right to be incredibly fucking frustrated because as much as the team bounces back, they decide to shit the bed and shoot themselves in the dick <laughs> as often when it comes to uh, not to do or die. Um, I'm just reading this. I don't know if that's um, <laughs> if that made any sense. That's playing with fire and it could so easily come back to bite them. Until it does, we have to keep believing. But goddamn, if they could just be a little less of a roller coaster. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anything else to add on that, Jackson? Before we wrap up, I think we've we've pretty much said everything, right? No, nah, not at all, man. I expect a, a bounce back. I expect a a game four win, and uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm still believing. Yep, got to go with the win prediction for game four, right? Like, how could you say anything else as a Celtics fan? But also logically, it just it makes sense that they would bounce back and, and respond. All right, that is going to do it for this one. Thank you for joining us. Can't blame you if you didn't, given the situation and the the terrible vibes coming out of that game. We will be back after Game 4 and, of course, during Game 4 on our playback stream, details for which are in the show notes for this episode. Jackson, you had your first playback stream experience today. Yes. Um, How'd you find it? Awesome! It made it, it made the the loss palatable because I was suffering together with some with some legends. Right? Yeah, uh, not just not just co-hosts of this show, but also um, you know the guys that we had in the chat room and, and watching along with us interacting. It was so much fun. Um, yeah, definitely. If you if you um, if you if you don't want to listen to um, Mark Jackson say "Mama, get there goes that man" for the eighteen thousand time, and you'd rather <laughs> listen to to us dickheads um, <laughs> talk about the Celtics, I, I encourage it because yeah, I had, a, I had a great deal of fun, and uh, it's an awesome platform. Yeah, absolutely. It's so much fun. And like you said, it makes the losses tolerable and it enhances the wins uh, even more so. And it's not a watch party. It's not watching us watch the game. The stream of the game is actually in the platform. 
you just link your like your subscription league pass or comcast or whatever you've got with the platform it's totally free watch the game we're in there with you we're doing it together at this point because every game is a, is a struggle whether it's a win or a loss all right well jackson love your work as always looking forward to reconvening after a game four win yes. until next time go celtics peace 